Welcome to the shitposter.club anime review podcast. I am your host, Dad. With me is Cool Boy Mew. Hey. And Full Metal. What's cracking, Black Skin? What the fuck, man? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to be original. Somebody has to be. Does that mean Does that mean anything? No, I'm just being mildly racist. Okay, no, no, we no, welcome no, no, that podcast. on this. We 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 welcome minor <laughs> racism on this podcast. <laughs> what well, whatever. Oh, so it, this week we're gonna uh, continue my anime history. Yep. Plus any other shit we feel like talking about. So we left off on 1976. Now, I, I hadn't seen anything from this year, so I asked the Fettyverse uh, what I should watch. And uh, people voted for Candy Candy. I guess this is yet another uh, cute orphan girls doing cute things anime that was popular in every country except America. Yeah, they, 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 this is the, the yeah, bees we video. Hate the poor. <laughs> this is the bees video anime, right? Yes. I yeah, fucking I'll, love that video. <laughs> I'll put a link in the show notes. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry, the what? The bees video? What? Yeah, it's from uh, Kenny Randale. He, he removed it from his channel recently, though. Why? It, it was just mildly amusing. There's nothing offensive about it. it, it he probably removed it uh, for, for copyright shit or something. A, a lot of channel are, fucking YouTube. Yeah, and a lot of channels are, are being hit because the, 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 the Japanese corpse doesn't give a shit. However, fucking mother basement uh, is um is fucking video from uh, 2018 or something where uh, he shield that uh, there's no reason to pirate anime. <laughs> well, that, that that video got acclaimed by Bandai, so that's fucking hilarious. Based. Absolutely based. Yeah, deleting mother's basement videos is just good taste. Yeah. Yeah. I hope all of his videos get claimed. Fuck them. Well, fuck them live. Fuck it. Anyway, so I watched one episode of Candy Candy. It was okay. I'm sure if I saw this as a kid, I would like it a lot more because... All the focus is on kids doing cute things. 
But... Isn't it that slice of life or something? <laughs> yeah, it's about these uh, two girls who live in an orphanage and they grow up doing cute things. It, it takes place in late 1800s America, and I'm sure it was inspired by Heidi, Girl of the Alps, that had a over 9,000 imitators. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it was okay. I didn't have any desire to watch anymore. Was this like a children's show, or what? Yeah, it's okay. it's, it's cute and innocent. I'm pretty sure it is. So let's move on to 1977. So, some cooler stuff. So we have Lupin the Third, Part Two. Yeah, I've seen that. I didn't. Uh, just there's so much Lupin content from the past 50 years, but that the TV show is pretty good. We need to get Weeble back on sometime to discuss the series in more detail. Yeah, we gotta put Full Metal in a leech before, though. <laughs> Why? Do you have a problem with me, Mew? Do you have something to say? Fight! Nah, fight! <laughs> you nah, whatever. maple syrup motherfucker. <laughs> Alright. So, you, you, you didn't watch Lupin. You, you watch nothing, Lupin? Full Metal? I've never seen a damn thing, Lupin. Uh, it's right. bad. It, it played on, uh, on Toonami, I think. Yeah, yeah the... I just never caught it. I'm I'm like vaguely aware of Lupin. Well, I'll play at least one Lupin movie in March because pe uh, people voted for Heist Movie Month. Nice. That that's gonna be a nice month, I think. Yeah, lots of good stuff in that genre. So uh, for Lupin, I'm not sure if this is a good place to start or if you should pick one of the movies. We no, I I think it's a good uh, it's a good place to start, but. It's still old animation, so I, I don't know if a lot of people will like it. Yeah, the animation's kind of choppy and amateurish. Japan didn't get their shit together till the 80s, really. Yeah, it, it looks old. I mean, it started in 77, so... Yeah. Uh, pressing forward. Uh, next is Space Battleship Yamato. Uh, made by uh, Leiji Matsumoto, who insists on spelling his name with an L. I think might, everybody's at least heard of this. Yeah, you might recognize the art style from that Daft Punk movie that came out in the 2000s. Yeah, it, it's the Leji um, Matsumoto art style. You you, you can't uh, not recognize his art style. Yeah, this guy has a talent for making cool space shit. But I, I don't remember the plot to this one very well. So. Ah. I know that they're still making uh, Leiji Matsumoto Yamoto, Yamoto ship mo uh, movies and series. Yeah, I don't know if Matsumoto is still involved, but they're still making stuff in this series. Yeah. It's a recurring pattern with a lot of the old shows on my list. A lot of them have been remade multiple times throughout the decades. Maybe there's sequel. I don't fucking know. I just know that there's like at least uh, a dozen di different Yamato shit out there. Yeah, this, this catalog is something I need to delve deeper into, but uh, I got nothing else to say about this, so let's continue. Uh, so next is Time Bokan series Yatraman. Uh, our listeners might know this from Tatsunoko versus Capcom on the Wii. 
Yeah, I, I thought also about uh, the uh, the recent like um, gritty, at least somewhat gritty. Um, the, the, it was actually a sequel this time, Yoruno Yadarman, which was amazing, except the ending. Oh yeah, you mentioned that was a huge weird departure from this old shit I'm talking about now. Yeah, yeah, but basically it starred the villain. Uh, so this is uh, just this is a kid show. It's there's nothing too deep about it. It's mildly entertaining. There's if you need a quick explanation, especially about the enemies, uh, Doranjo basically inspired Jesse and Pokemon, and Jesse, James, and Meow and Meowth are basically uh, outright taken from this. Yeah, I was going to mention there's a lot of anime villains who are these bumbling, incompetent buffoons. They're inspired by the villains from this series. Yeah. Yeah, there's Team Rocket from Pokemon. Uh, There's a trio of villains from Nadia, the Secret of Blue Water, that are definitely copied from this. Yeah, uh, Jesse James are are just not... They're all tried copied from this. Uh, I remember playing the the fighting game that's no cover is Capcom. They, they have some sort of attack where they get like on a on a bike with three people. Jesse James does this. They they also have all, uh, all sorts of weird machines uh, that they get into. Jesse James does this, etc. Including, I think, even. Uh, uh, getting launched into space constantly. Yeah, Pokemon cribs a lot from Yatterman. That's for sure. But unfortunately, that's about the most memorable thing about this. Yeah, I figured it probably wasn't good. So, noteworthy part of re- retarded anime villain history, but that's about it. So he didn't like it? Uh, it was okay. I guess if I had ki- kids, I could show them like something that's action-packed but not full of paws like modern cartoons. Let's continue to 1978. So I have Future Boy Conan. This is this is an early Hayao Miyazaki work. Mm. I believe this is the first thing he he was the director on. So it, it looks fantastic. Full Metal, can you read the plot summary for us? Sure thing. July 2008. Mankind was faced with the threat of extinction. An ultra-magnetic weapon far from devastating far more devastating than any nuclear weapon known destroyed half the world in an instant the earth's crust was rocked by massive movements the earth was thrown off its axis and the five continents were torn completely apart and sank deep below the sea the attempt by a number of people to flee to outer space failed their spaceships were forced back to the earth and vanished with their hopes shattered but one of the spaceships narrowly escaped destruction and crash-landed on a small island which had miraculously survived the devastation. The crew members of the spaceship settled there, as if they were seeds sown on the island. After years, a boy was born. He was a new life in the desert, a ray of light in the darkness of the annihilated Earth. So this is a post-apocalyptic... Jesus. It's, it's a post-apocalyptic story, but it's strangely cheerful and optimistic it, it looks very cheerful i swear i've seen like one episode of this like a long ass time ago <laughs> isn't that like every me uh, me as a keyword 
post-apocalyptic shit that's that's a bit cheerful. Yeah, and that describes several movies like uh, Castle in the Sky and Nausicaa. It's a fair bit of them. Yeah, so I have not seen all all of this. I need to go back and watch all of it. It, it's only 26 episodes compared to most other shows mentioned, where which are like a fucking hundred. Yeah, this has a uh, more tightly paced story arcs. It's not just episodic stuff to keep it kids entertained. But uh, I don't remember much else about this. So, so let's moving con- on. Moving on, another Leiji Matsumoto piece, Galaxy Express 999. So this I've is part of this. Yeah, this is another oh, space opera. That. You've uh, the you see the main character in advertisements and such. She has a unique design, but um, so th- this is about a uh, uh, this boy is like uh, traveling around in space, and there's this Russian chick that he meets, and uh, it has this weird psychedelic feel to it. It's uh, not something you see in a- anime a whole lot, but uh, it has a unique visual style to, to it that makes it more memorable than most other stuff from this era. It's also yeah, it looks yeah, it looks very different from everything else from this decade. This came out in '78, but it yeah, I don't know, this is another looking. Yeah, it's another long one that got a whole bunch of sequels and prequels and spinoffs. But, yeah, if you like space opera, I'd pick this over Gundam. Uh, just because of the more interesting visuals. I mean, if you like space opera, Legend uh, of the Galactic Heroes is probably your go-to. It's a uh, classic. I still haven't seen it. People uh, have been telling me to watch, watch it for it. for a freaking decade, and it sounds pretty rad. I just haven't gotten around to it. I, I googled it uh, to see some pictures, and uh, I found a DS game. For Galaxy Express? Yeah. Oh, oh I didn't know like, that. What genre what would did it that even be? I would assume uh, some sort of RPG. It, it looks like some sort of, uh, of, of uh, t- turn-based tactic game. Uh, that could work. Okay, I pulled it up. Yeah, I'm looking at some screenshots. I'm sure there's 0% chance there's a fan translation of something with a giant amount of text like this. Probably not. Probably not, but uh, uh, they're advancing. I mean, we're getting more and more translation lately. There's a lot of of, uh, translation of weird stuff that uh, uh, released for PS1 lately. Yeah, I'm Apparently, grateful. it actually got four video games. Man. It got one on Laserdisc, one on Philips CDI, one on the PS1, and of course the DS one we were talking about. <laughs> the Philips CDI, along with the yeah. shitty Zelda games. 1992, Philips CDI, published by Philips Media. They it <laughs> from Cyber City. Oh, I need to... See if there's a playthrough of that on YouTube. That sounds interesting. But I'm more interested do... in the laser disc. 1986. Are you Millennium sure this Games. is a... laser disc game? It's what it says on Wikipedia. It's called Freedom Fighter on the laser disc arcade. Hmm. Oh, laser disc arcade. Yeah, yeah. 
That yeah, like, like Dragon's Lawyer and shit. No, because I uh, I think there was no laser disc on console, but I could be wrong. It was probably only in like Japan or something. I don't know. Because the laser discs themselves are gigantic. My, my aunt had uh, a player when I was a kid, and uh, they're like bigger than LP records, except it's a big freaking CD. Yeah, I've seen some online. Is that what laser discs were? They were just large CDs. I've never seen a laser disc. Yeah, they're large CDs, but if uh, if there's a movie on it, you usually have to flip it over halfway through. Wow, like a record? Yeah, like that's or like a cassette tape. That's fucking weird. Yeah, half oh. the half the info is on one side and half is on the other, so you have to flip it over when you're halfway through the movie. Uh, also, who whose cat is it? Sorry, that's my cat. She's being a little butthole. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to deep dive into more Matsumoto sh- stuff because I've I have like half formed childhood memories of watching some of uh, this space shit, but I don't know enough to talk about it in detail. All right, so moving on then. Okay, moving on. Uh, next is Ringing Bell. Mm. Uh, uh, this is a short movie. Uh, looks like a cute, innocent, like Disney-inspired thing. Uh, this is the Japanese equivalent of Disney's Bambi. It's. Uh, I wonder if I've seen this. I'm not sure. It, uh, you might have heard about it. It's somewhat infamous. It's about a little little sheep whose mom gets killed by a wolf so he trains for years and years and grows up into this huge ass nasty ass ram with big freaking horns so he can hunt down the wolf and kill him it's a revenge plot yes <laughs> oh Jap- Japanese Bambi so it's, it's, basically, it's, rated. it's basically Bambi but better yes yeah, instead of whining that yep. his mom was killed, he gets fucking revenge. Yeah, and I'm seeing picture of, wow. of when he's grown up with, with the horn. It's the, oh, wait, it's a fan art. But uh, yeah, it looks pretty hardcore. I like if the, the art style slowly like evolves into Berserk style where he just looks like this <laughs> menacing like demon ram. <laughs> it turns from this cute innocent shit to like hardcore fucking murder. Yeah, that's Japan for you. Uh, what a what a beautiful little island they have there. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's a short movie. It, it's fun. I should play it for movie night sometime. People will get a kick out of it. Uh, how long is it? It's like forty minutes. Oh, I I do wonder if I've seen it. I mean, I'm checking at the editor picture. I'm like. Mm, I, I wonder. It I might w- have played I, on Quebec TV at some time. Yeah, there's uh, th- there's that thing called uh, uh, Tele Quebec, was used to be called Radio Quebec. Uh, a lot of the time, it plays a weird fucking art movie. However, j- um, years ago. Well, it, they still do uh, during the holi- the holidays. They play like 
endless fucking children movies. And when I was little, they played really old and weird shit. At some point, they played Cinderella 2, which wasn't even a legit uh, Disney movie. Uh, Not Cinderella, I mean Snow White 2. Oh, one of those other public domain stories. Uh, yeah, they, they got sued by Disney or something. The, the one made the Snow White too. But anyways, they, they had a weird movie. And I wouldn't be uh, surprised if they, they might have shown this at some point. Yeah. Mm, could be. It's... They, 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 they did play some uh, Gilby movie here and there. I, I saw Princess Mononoke there. Oh, sweet. But anyways, I digress. Yeah, Ringing Bell is fun. And you can play it as a prank on friends who just look at the cover, look at the first few minutes of it. And think, what, what is this? This Teletubbies shit. But no, it gets dark really fast. Uh, anyway, next on my list is Treasure Island. Wait, we were not... Uh, you're, you're missing... Uh... He oh, skipped I, over Cap- Harlock. Yeah, Captain Harlock. Captain Harlock? This one I know. He, uh, he, in French, it's called Albatar. This, this, this actually aired on TV at some point. My, my, my dad saw this when I was, uh, when I was young. So. Uh, just give me a second. I fucked up my personal list. Let me add, yes, Space Pirate Captain Harlock. I think I saw a couple episodes of this when I was a kid. Uh, I remember it being ca- kind of fun, but... I, I remember it being not bad. Yeah, I, th- I think it takes place in the same universe as Galaxy Express. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you can see uh, an Annie Lister's character. There it is, Galaxy Express. It's another Leji Matsumoto. Yeah, it's another one I have fuzzy memories of. I need to go back and watch this. I know I say that about a lot of things, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Leiji Masumoto stuff are probably the, the bi- uh, some of the best in the list so, so far. So, so pressing forward is uh, Treasure Island. Charles Dickens-inspired like kids' adventure story. Yeah, it was okay. Like, like uh, there's really no reason to watch this over uh, the better stuff Studio Ghibli would put out in uh, the coming decades. But uh, this this is just a uh, another example of uh, J- Japanese animation being inspired by various Western n- novels. It's called uh, John. John's- uh, the one of the main characters is John Silver. Another another one is, is Jim Hawkins. I feel I feel like I've heard. Uh, oh, right, because it's from a book or something, isn't it? Yeah, it uh, ri- original author is Robert Louis Stevenson. Yeah, that makes sense. So Japan just wanted to make their own like kid friendly version. This sanitized pirate story. It was okay. I bar- I barely remember this. 
Sorry, it's not a terribly exciting episode this time, but we're going to get in some good stuff pretty soon. Well, the the first episode... I started with the racial slurs. (laughs) Well, the the first episodes of my list were a lot like this, so... So let's just move on. (laughs) Okay, moving on to 1979. We have yet another... A cute orphan girl does cute things, inspired by Heidi Girl of the Alps. This is Anne of Green Gables. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, that that aired uh, when I was a kid. And I'm pretty sure I did not like it. And then shortly after, they put the... um, the, the fucking live action version, and I was mad because I fucking hated it. <laughs> what did you hate about it? I, I thought, oh god, it's it's been too long. I remember it being really fucking boring. Okay. Well, yeah, it was like a children's show for like girls and like grannies. Oh, and it's uh, I said in another episode, it's not Quebec. It's apparently Prince Edward Island. I don't know shit about Canadian Nobody geography. Nobody <laughs> shitty part of Canada it's from. Yeah, which Ig- Igloo was sending out the signal containing this Chinese cartoon. But, but Prince Edward Island, I believe it's it, it's the uh, it, it, it's the potato place or something, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so that's where they keep all the Irishmen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe. Gotcha. I have no fucking idea what happens there. Uh, what to find out, I guess. Yeah, I like candy candy I, better than this. If, if I had I, little brats I wanted to keep entertained, I'd show them that. I've never seen the anime. I saw one of the, like, bajillion live-action uh, adaptations of it. It's, yeah, the, uh, it's originally some, like, storybook, like Heidi or whatever. Yeah, it's originally... A series of kids' books written by a Western author that that Japan just took the fancy of for some reason. What what, what the fuck is that Gable? I don't know. You're the Canadian. You tell us. The the, the problem is that I I know that the French uh, the the French title uh, Anopinonvile or something like this. I don't know. I don't know what's a pignon either. I have no fucking clue. Is is it a flower or something? Probably. I don't know, actually. There's the actor, Clark Gable. Okay, a gable is a generally triangular portion of a wall between the edges of intersecting roof pitches. So ah, that's stupid. I know what that is, but that's also stupid. So it refers to the roof of houses that are triangle-shaped. Okay, I guess. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Ask, what's her name? Lucy Maud Montgomery, who wrote the original <laughs> novel in 1908. Yeah, she that. Good. <laughs> she inspired Chinese cartoons, though. She can't be all bad. <laughs> Let's just fucking move on. Anyway, uh, there's... Next is another version of Doraemon, which has had over 9,000 sequels and adaptations over the years. Yeah, uh, we already talked about this. Is, yeah. is, there, is there something to say about this version in particular? No, it's like Doraemon. It, 
it's a kid's show. Uh, the people. What the fuck? Yeah. Whoa, wait a minute. It's a TV short, and there's a thousand seven hundred eighty-seven episodes. Yeah, Did... there's a lot of Doraemon material, man. Jesus, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it basically like the Mickey Mouse of Japan? It's just like this little kid cartoon. Yeah, it's, airing, it's like om- forever. It's omnipresent. Been around forever. Like even people who don't give a shit about cartoons have seen this cartoon's cat's face all over yeah, I, advertisements I, I and shit. I see him. I see him on like t-shirts and like random shit all the time. But for the eighteen plus people listening to this, and you better damn well be adults. Uh, if you, if you want to? I didn't know if you meant eighteen plus is like adults or like that's how many people watch us. <laughs> Both. <laughs> I, I can show you the data on anchor.fm sometime but I'll have you know this podcast gets literally dozens of listeners oh, uh, shit. Uh, have we grown in the last few months we're Little gonna bit. start getting dollar shave club uh, <laughs> sponsorship soon just you wait <laughs> with, with all the shit we say I doubt it <laughs> alright so anyway if if you're you want an adult version of Doraemon? Uh, I'd watch Doctor Slump. It it also has a wacky uh, inventor who pu- pulls weird new mechanical shit out of his ass for a comedic effect. But I uh, I never watched or read it, but uh, she was in Dragon Ball Super in that one episode. Yeah, she she beat Goku or something. What what was it? Yeah. Um. Toriyama yeah, got ri- Toriyama got rich off of Doctor Slump before he even con- conceived of Dragon Ball because <laughs> he has a talent for comedy and uh, Doctor Slump is almost all comedy. But it, it feels like early Dragon Ball. If you have fond memories of that, I actually did see one episode of this show. It was just okay. Uh, Doraemon or Doctor Slump. I was talking about Doctor Slump. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you go back and read the, the original manga, it's good, cheap entertainment. It's not not very clever, but it's it's entertaining toilet humor and visual gags, the kind of stuff Toriyama is better at than drawing action. To be honest. Anyway, I digress. This is basically I digress the episodes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm digging through decades old memories of mine trying to remember shit about this. Alright, so next is uh, Lupin the Third, The Castle of Ke- Kelly uh, Ostro. Ke- yeah, this movie kicks ass. That good? Oh, it was freaking great. I rewatched this in theaters a couple years ago. Uh, it. Uh, like we said when we had Weeble on, this is not necessarily the best example of Lupin the Third because, you know, there's no decapitations or naked chicks in this. Yeah, they, they, this is by Ghibli, right? Yeah, it, it's uh, Miyazaki's first uh, full-length movie. But it's just such a delight watching this. It's endlessly rewatchable. It's so freaking fun. Yeah, it's not by Ghibli, but it's by Miyazaki. Yeah, think of it as a proto-Ghibli movie. So, uh, Mew, can you read the 
plot synopsis for us? All right, let's do it. In the twilight of his career, Master Thief uh, Lupin the Third, latest and greatest caper, has hit a snag. What should have been bags of cash from a nation from a national casino turns out to be expert counterfeit. Uh, together with his partner in crime, Jigen, Lupin heads to the remote European nation of Cagliostro to exact revenge. Not everything goes as planned. The two encounter Clarisse, a royal damsel in distress being forced to marry the sinister Count Cagliostro against her will. Saving her won't be easy. However, as Lupin and Jigen, together with Lupin's unpredictable ex-girlfriend Fujiko and the swordsman Goemon, must fight their way through a trap-filled castle, a deadly dungeon, and an army of professional assassins. Can Lupin rescue the girl, evade the cuffs of his longtime nemesis, Inspector Zenigata, and uncover the secret treasure of the castle of Cagliostro? Yeah, this movie's just so freaking fun. I'm definitely going to play it in March. because th- This has everything you want from a heist movie, an action-adventure movie. It has a great cast of characters, a cool setting, a f- really nice fluid animation, some great action scenes, including uh, car chases. This, ha- this movie has it all. Nice. Looking forward to it, then. So there's a good reason why Miyazaki got noticed after making this. It's freaking great. Yeah, Miyazaki is my fucking hero because he hates uh, otaku about as much as I do. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say the one who keeps posting anime pictures. The weeb calls you a weeb. I never weeb. said I wasn't self-loathing. <laughs> the, <laughs> the weeb calls you a weeb while he strikes you. Yes. It's like that meme. Like a weave shoving another weave into a locker. It's like, yeah, that's me. Yes, completely accurate. <laughs> All right, so next there's uh, there's Gundam. Yeah, to be honest, I don't think the first Gundam is, is held up very well. It's kind of boring. Man, is, is there any Gundam that are actually good? Uh, G Gundam is the ridiculous Super Sentai one with, that has uh, uh, the like the Mexican Sombrero Gundam and the Holland Windmill Gundam and other stupid shit. Also, what's the recommendation that Gear gave you? Oh yeah, I read like uh, fifteen chapters of Gitter Robo, which he recommended. It's pretty fun. Nice. Nice, nice. Yeah, Mobile Suit Gundam, it's okay. Even the uh, original creator, Yoshiyuki Tomino, doesn't think it's very good. Like, he prefers to make shitty fantasy movies like Garzy's Wing. Oh, my God. Garzy's Wing is literally one of the worst things I've fucking seen. Makes no fucking (laughs) sense. Yeah, so Gundam's about a a kid whose country is at war and... Uh, he winds up inside this giant battle robot, and he's forced to learn how to to use it. But it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, not as interesting as it sounds. It's really uh, slow paced. If I'm not mistaken, the first Gundam, uh, I've he- I've heard from watching. Uh, what was it? What was it? Let, let me let me go get the. 
again you go butchi let me get what did he make it's yeah aldana zero i've heard that the first goal in gundam is like aldana zero and that um uh, it's a robot without any special power that has to fight robots with special powers is that it or maybe it's another gundam uh it may be another gundam there's like 50 of them all right maybe so uh, I'm also not an expert on Gundam because I'm sure there's people on the Fediverse who could tell you way too much information about all the various series where you should start. Yeah, but, but probably Gear again. However, you haven't seen all of them. I, I believe the last time we talked, you haven't seen uh, uh, Iron Blooded Orphan. So, yeah, we should get him on the podcast sometime. Maybe. Yeah, the original Mobile Suit Gundam, not that good. It, I know it started a gigantic franchise that's extremely well-beloved, but I just did not like the original that much. I mean, Moving. you go back and watch the original episodes of most of these shows that were meant to sell uh, toys to children, they're pretty shit. Yeah, uh, a lot of them Mostly have... Mostly it's driven by nostalgia. A lot of them have better manga versions, just because they allow blood and guts. Uh, anyway, speaking of blood and guts, next is Rosa Versailles. I've heard about that. Because it's I've French. About, no, but I believe I've heard about that for years and years and years. I, I've, I've, but I've never actually uh, watched any of it. So this is an early shoujo series, probably in, inspired uh, Sailor Moon, Revolutionary Girl, Utena, and... Maybe even uh, the golden age of Berserk, because there's a lot of political backstabbing in this. So uh, this is about uh, the French aristocracy right before and during the French Revolution. And um, I can't say much else without spoiling it, but this has extremely beautiful people doing messed up things to each other. So th this this is very good? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, uh, the manga is also better, and it, it covers more of the story. It, it, if you had to give it a score, what would you give it? Uh, four snails out of five. <laughs> That's all right. I get it because they're French. Ah, my, my parents eat snails around there, but I've I've always uh, refused to fucking touch it. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to eat the snails and tell us how it was. <laughs> so, fuck no! <laughs> look, yeah, look fucking Frenchman. I always believe that was like one of those Frenchman lies where they were just trying to sell like stupid shit to Taurus. Like, oh yeah, we totally eat snails, guys. No, they, they, we do. My, my parents eat some, like, once a year or something. Why? Is I, there, like, a French-specific holiday? You you celebrate the French Revolution? No. no. <laughs> chop the head off a frog. I, I, I'm French-Canadian. <laughs> chop the head off of all the snails before you eat them. <laughs> I'm French-Canadian. different. We don't exactly celebrate, like, the, the Oh, so the, you, the kill, you kill your snails politely. <laughs> whatever let's move on chop the head off a polar bear uh, wh why the fuck is there uh, Lupin and uh, Rose of Versailles I don't know um, the hell I do not remember Lupin appearing in this at all yeah yeah. because if you check in the relation there's character and there's Lupin the third part two and like what yeah maybe there's a reference to the original Ar Arsene Lupin 
I, I don't think so. If it Could was have. the original, it wouldn't be like character. So that means there's a Lupin the Third character that appears in this. Yeah, I need to rewatch this. But yeah, this is vaguely based on real life events, but there's a lot of anime stuff added, of course. Uh, no real life Frenchmen are this beautiful. No, no one is isekai'd into uh, revolutionary France. <laughs> maybe Lupin is. Because. Uh, maybe. Maybe that's the story. Because he shouldn't be alive during this fucking show. Gets sent back in time. Yeah, what kind of heist could he pull off in the 1800s France? A lot, actually, probably. I I mean... There's royal families that have jewels to pilfer. Yeah. And holes to pilfer. (laughs) That, too. (laughs) It is Lupin we're talking about. (laughs) All right, let's just move on. Moving into 1980, I still have not been born. I'm not that old. I don't believe you. Uh, I tell you what, if we all survive World War III, we'll meet up and I'll buy you a drink. All right. So uh, here's another version of Astro Boy from 1980. This has much better animation than the 60s one. This is probably the one I saw on TV a few years ago. Yeah, this is a much improved version. Uh, Yeah, I think this is probably the one I saw, not the original. Yeah, yeah the, if you watch any version of Astro Boy, this one's probably the best. Anything in particular to say about it? Because I, no. I don't fucking remember either. No, it's yeah, I, I don't remember jack shit about this show. Everyone's heard of Astro Boy. Nobody remembers anything about it, though. Uh, yes, some of the storylines like get surprised. Mega Man's? <laughs> yeah, Mega Man is just such an unbelievably blatant ripoff of Astro Boy. And it but, became more popular. In the West, at least. Yeah, I don't know about Japan. Fuck Japan, though. Yeah, but this is by the same guy who wrote MW, so it, it gets surprisingly dark at times. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Hinotori, or Phoenix. Another Tezuka story. Uh, the legendary, uncompleted manga by Tezuka. Yeah, so, you told me about this one time. Uh, yeah, each... Yeah, like each book of uh, Phoenix is its own self-contained story, and they're all radically different stories from uh, different parts of history. So this one's a future space opera tragedy. Uh, the, 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 this is why the um, uh, the the relation movie that was made like six years later later because Hohen usually Hen in Japanese means that uh, the O arc. However, instead of sequel, it says alternative. So, uh, so they're like retellings of Tezuka's manga. Mm. So th- th- this movie's decent. It's not as good as the manga, but it- it's a pretty decent adaptation of the story. I won't spoil anything because there's some crazy twists and turns that go on in every every book of Phoenix. All right. So next on my list, Space Runway Ideon. Ideon, I've heard about that recently, I think. It's really similar to Gundam. It it's also about a young kid with no piloting skills who accidentally ends up in a giant robot and has to fight. But so this one's also about uh 
Uh, this one's also by Yoshiyuki Tomino. So I'm sure the animation studio uh, t told them to make something similar to Gundam. Mm. But, but this one has a more interesting plot about a group of research who are studying old alien artifacts. But some of the ancient artifacts come to life and attack. So there's a good reason for why they need uh, robots to fight back. Also, it has lightsabers because uh, Star Wars had come out just a couple of years before this. Mm. Oh boy, I fucking love Star Wars. <laughs> yes, I also love to consume product. I bet you don't have as many Funko Pops as I do. <sighs> do you have more than zero? <laughs> Technically, yes. Fucking normie. Did, did you get any in some fucking loot box or something? I don't buy loot boxes because I'm not a fucking shit-eating retard. Uh, somebody got <laughs> me one as a gift one year for Christmas, like, I don't know, like five years ago or some shit. Is it at least a based one? It's it's a BMO from Adventure Time. Uh, if a friend got it for you, I guess it's rude to throw it away. Oh, I, I imagine... My avatar it, is literally BMO from Adventure Time. I, I imagine that it's actually square and actually looks yeah, like Yeah, it's the actually not bad. It actually does okay. pretty much look like him. Uh, yeah, so it's actually uh, not at bad least, at all. At least, because I know there's a few Funko that are a bit different from the others. It's like, wow, it actually looks like the fucking character. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's not bad looking at all. Uh, at least you got a good one. <laughs> yeah. So, Pressing forward, yeah. next is Toward the Terra. So I just checked that this had some sort of remake in 2007. Yeah, it it also has a plot kind of similar to Shinsekai Yori. Really? Because uh, it has like this a slave race of of people who of humanoids who fight against uh, he, their human captors. It's kind of weird in that way but wow it's just like hades all over again is it good it's okay <laughs> i don't have no, it's not good interesting to say about this because japan had produced so just so many space operas in the 70s and early 80s mm. before before they invented the harem anime <laughs> the, the crowning jewel of japanese entertainment yeah we'll get to that what in 89 or whenever Ranma came out. What what started the whole harem thing in Japan? They just saw like samurai would like rape like 30 women after a raid and they're like, <laughs> oh man, I wish that was me. Now it's gotta be... A lot of people sit down Shimuyo or something. Now Ranma came first, but even, even before that, uh, Rumiko Takahashi had several similar ones like uh, like Lum and Masani Koku. Yeah, Lum, that's true. It's getting a remake. Oh, more Lum stuff is coming out? Yeah, yeah, it's it's getting a remake series. Oh, so she's not just for reaction picks on 4chan. Nope. Uh, we'll see if it's shit or not. We've gone way off topic. Uh, Very. Also, in 1980, there were multiple Galaxy Express 999 specials that came out this year, and I just can't can't remember if I saw them in addition to the 1978 anime or what. So I'm just gonna. It's just a brief mention before we go on. All right. 
1981, we have Beast King Golion, better known to the West as Voltron. Oh, that's Voltron? Yep. There have been other giant robot stories before this. I'm sure this one was intended to sell toys, especially, because it's about five different robots that, uh, like, merge together to become a giant fighting robot. Mm -hmm. So, come to think of it, Getter Robo also had that, but there's so much fucked up shit in that that I don't think that was for kids. Now, this is just kind of dumb Power Rangers children's story. It's... Like, I've seen a little bit of it as a kid, just because uh, Voltron is like an early experiment in bringing this shit to Western countries. It's not terribly interesting. Let's move on. All right. (laughs) That that list then going great. (laughs) I did see, like, the fucking, the Voltron they put on, like, Netflix a few years ago, and it was kind of shit. Oh, they made a new version? I don't know if it's Jack. I don't know if it's Japanese. It was animated by Koreans, but so is half of the anime you watch. <laughs> it might have been an American True. show. Probably was. I, I'm not seeing any alternative on uh, on I, any list. Yeah, I think so it was I, an American one. It, it, yeah, it or might have maybe been Canadian American. or something. But anyway, yes. So next is a Daikon Three opening animation. This is only five minutes long. It's on YouTube. Yeah, we've seen it, like, multiple times. Yeah, Daikon 3 and 4 are the famous ones. So, so th- this is an early Studio Gynex. Just, like, a proof of concept. Uh, I'm not, not sure it was even intended to be shown to the public. But this uh, is... It might have been, because... Uh... It was made for the convention for the opening, and usually what they did after is that they have a booth where you can buy a copy. I think. Yeah, and in, in the early '80s, just uh, having a VHS of something, anything would have been an amusing novelty on its own. So this is just about a girl who meets aliens and fights monsters and robots. It's just go watch it on YouTube. Yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. But uh, Daikon 4 is more interesting because it has a bunny girl fighting Darth Vader in a dojo. So so, so basically, the, uh, a Gynax came from this. Like, Idea Keanu worked on this. Yeah, it's early studio Gynax. Or proto-Gynax, you could consider it. So it's noteworthy in history because of that, if nothing else. So let's move on. 1981, Dr. Slump. Uh, like I said before... We kind of already talked about it. Yeah, the, I think the manga is better. Uh, the jokes are dirtier. Uh, you can see Toriyama flexing his cartooning ability better. But this animated version is decent. So... No. It, is this set in the Dragon Ball universe? No. Or more like the Dragon Ball universe yeah. is set in the uh, a real well, universe. Yeah. E- even kind in er- of. In early Dragon Ball, there's uh, a scene where uh, Goku is fighting uh, one of the guys from the Red Ribbon Army, and he goes into Penguin Village from Dr. Slump and meets the characters there, and one nice. of them builds him a dragon radar. It's utterly nonsensical if you've never seen <laughs> 
uh, yeah, Doctor Slump. I, I remember I watched because I I had mentioned in the Dragon Ball episode I watched the original after I had watched Super, so that was weird because I saw her in the the that one episode in Super. Um, but it it was kind of weird because they just kind of integrated it into the core plot where the Red Ribbon Army guy crashes there. It's like I would have figured this would be like I don't know some sort of side like filler episode, but no, they're just like that's part of the canon story. Yeah, it was in the original Dragon Ball manga too. Toriyama yeah, that was weird. Just felt like bringing just back said, his fuck it, his old characters. Uh, wait, wait! I- I'm seeing something weird for um, uh, for Annihilist. Uh, if I see there's character and there's character Dragon Ball Super, so uh, there's a chance that halls of verse of Versailles, uh, uh, Lupin wasn't in it. It's the roles of verse and characters that were in Lupin. Oh, that would make more sense. Yeah, because. There's such a giant amount of loop in material I haven't seen. So maybe a Rose of Versailles character appeared in one of the movies or one of the seasons Uh, I haven't seen. It it was part two, but part two has like one red episode or something. Ah, okay. So thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, Dr. Slump is some good slapstick comedy. If you like early Dragon Ball, definitely check it out. But if if you like Dragon Ball for the action scenes, this is not for you. This is the uh, the comedy if, side. Yeah, if you like the poop jokes, then <laughs> you know this is all you. Uh oh, poopy! I want to punch you through the screen. <laughs> I believe his name is Unchi Kun. Wait, what? There's a recurring gag where Arale has a curly piece of poop on a stick, and she calls uh-huh. it oh. Unchi Kun. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, and she's poop, I believe. Anyway, fuck that. Is that just how shit. you say poop? I believe so. You say poochie? Uchi. Uchi. U N C H I. Unchi. Unchi. All right. Cool. Now I know how to say poop in Japanese. I'm sure that'll come in handy at some point. Yeah, I don't know if that's the kid's word for poop or if they use a Probably. different scientific term. But probably, I probably because I know, like, I think the word it's like onchinchin is like how you say pee pee. Yes. In Japanese, my pee pee. <laughs> anyway, anyway, pressing forward, <laughs> next is Urusei Yatsura, better known as Lum. Yep, it's getting a remake in twenty twenty two. Sweet, I I need to check that out. I'll be picking it up. So Urusei Yatsura is. About this uh, dumbass high school pervert. Uh, He's always uh, just perving on every girl he comes across. One day he comes across an alien Oni girl who has mysteriously fallen for him. um, That's hot. Yeah, but (laughs) she's she's probably the first yandere ever made. So she likes to that's hot. She likes to inflict violence on the other girls. So (laughs) that's extra hot. You're selling this to me more and more. And uh, she she probably inspired the character uh, Zero Two from uh, Darling in the Franks. All right, I'm sold. <laughs> because she she looks very similar, and I believe she also uh, called the main character Darling. Yes. Oh. 
Man, I love how like Darling and the Franks was this fucking really boring show that everyone immediately forgot about. Zero Two is like waifu of the deck. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That that that's weird, but that's how it works. Yeah, it would just be like that sometimes, you know. But 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 now, uh, I mean, sh- yeah, I mean, but- Lum's coming back, so she might dethrone Zero Two. Depending on how shit her anime is. Yeah, there's some hot Riona in this, if that's your fetish, full metal. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> so nothing on your Gilburu blacklist. Just balls to the wall. Well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, Urusei Yatsura has this big cast of wacky characters that the dumbass protagonist either pervs on or he tries to cheat them out of money and then a lum always gets involved and zaps people with her electricity it's it's a goofy comedy that has over 9000 episodes yeah it has uh, 195 those who don't know uh, rumiko takahashi is the same author as in- inuyasha and ranma one half and some others you're going to be seeing a lot of that on this list because uh, Ranma was my first anime, and after I got into it, I looked up everything of hers that I could get my hands on. Moving on to Macross? Yeah, Macross, 1982. So, this is one of three anime that was mashed together to make Robotech. I forget the names of the other two. They're not as important, because Robotech was like 80% Macross. But you, uh, there's a guy named Carl Masek who was responsible for bringing this to, to the U.S. Um, so he was an early weeb, but he also liked to butcher things horribly. Uh, like, he was responsible for the sh- shitty version of Nausicaa. Uh, uh, we have some very good news. Is that uh, Armony Gold uh, has been losing a lot of money, so th- they're, basi- uh, they're basically stuck... Uh, having to actually agree with the um, with the Japanese side of actually fucking releasing uh, the original Macross series, so so now Macross can a- actually release here. Oh, that's good news because Macross has been in limbo for decades Be- because they they gave them uh, a contract that was too fucking good. Basically, and- it's, a, it's an infinite contract. And there's rumors that Harmony Gold is involved with the Italian Mafia and shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Macross is its the story about an alien spaceship crash lands on Earth, and uh, uh, humans have to talk with these aliens and uh, learn how to interact with these different cultures. It's a, a decent character study in that regard, these uh, different civilizations were sometimes compatible sometimes not like sometimes they can be friendly sometimes it leads to war it's it's like the kind of stuff you'd see from a western sci-fi novel so is this where uh like 80 81 82 is this where the, the anime we start talking about become actually good <laughs> hey rusa yatsura is a lot of fun well i did say 80 81 82 yeah, eight, in the 80s is when uh, Japan started really hitting their stride in terms of America uh, animation. 
because they're receiving lots of money from America, to be honest, and uh, their economy was fantastic throughout the 80s. Mm-hmm. So that inc- uh, led to better animation as well as other parts of their economy. So starting in the early 80s, you see a big level up in the quality of so anime. Y- you're saying it's America's fault that anime exists. <laughs> it's America's fault that anime got good. So is Macross good? It's decent. It's better than the other space opera that I've mentioned on this episode. But um, I, I think, uh, what's the name? There's a movie, uh, Macross, Do You Remember Love? Uh, it's the, probably the best introduction to this. All right. So Macross is a, is a series that that's still going on today, I think? Uh, yeah, I believe it's getting... Once a, a decade or so, it gets a sequel or prequel. So, uh, it's giant robots, but it's also idol shit, isn't it? Yeah, uh, there's a character named Min Mei who sings and dances, and th- this is the way that humans can uh, like exchange cultures with the aliens <laughs> through the power of idol shit. So does the alien have their own idol or something? Do do they go into idol bowels? <laughs> no, it's not like that. All right, but you can watch and find out. All right. So I, there's this cute uh, green-haired girl, uh, Rankelly or something. I, I, I Hans was trying to. Uh, uh, to win, uh, to, to win some um, wall scroll affair on uh, Toriba or something, as a contest or something. No, Toriba is some sort of uh, online um, crane game, and oh. y- you you can have like one free ticket per day. I've actually won some shit while paying. Yeah, send me a link to that. I need more weeb shit on my walls. Oh, if you want, but uh, be, be be careful. It's an Android app, but don't put fucking money. And two, it's really fucking uh, tough to to win anything. So good luck with that. Is it just trying to uh-huh. sell your personal information to China? Uh, I don't know. I, I know it's Japanese, so so maybe not. Uh, do they really hate China enough to not do that? Maybe. So here there's good money in it. I don't know. No one hates Asians more than other Asians. <laughs> That's true. All right, moving on. So moving on to... Yes, Space Adventure Cobra. Yeah, unlike most anime space heroes, uh, this guy's a tall, burly Chad who... Shoots bad guys, smokes cigars, and bangs hot broads. So he's probably inspired by Captain Kirk. Yeah, I'm familiar with this. Uh, this got a Sega CD uh, game, some sort of visual novel with the RPG combat, so point and click visual novel RPG combat. Uh, the game is actually decent. Uh, it also got some absolute kusuge on a PS One. That was extremely popular somehow, like an absolute fucking shit game. But I digress. Yeah, with Space Adventure Cobra and Fist of the North Star, this is when Japan started growing balls. 
because their characters became noticeably more manly at this point. Maybe the huge influx of American money was making them more prideful. I don't know. But I think it, it was the it, popular the popular like eighties action movies that really like ramped up that sort dude, of uh, like the first time they look at Stallone and Schwarzenegger, they thought we could do that in space. So yeah, so with so hookers uh, and blackjack. Cobra is another one that uh, that that, that uh, still got stuff. Uh, uh, still, rather recently, like in the late two thousand. Yeah, it, this one's also popular throughout the decades, so it's getting more more stuff all the time. Yeah, the the, the last one was that TV series in uh, two thousand ten. So, and if you if you like space action, you're tired of uh, the other <laughs> boring space opera shit I've been talking about. Uh, watch Space Adventure Cobra instead. It's actually an adventure. The the Sega CD game is actually good. Yeah. Uh, next is the Mysterious Cities of Gold. I'm actually uh, very familiar with this. This aired really? in French for fucking ever. Yeah, I believe you mentioned it on our Weeb History episode when we had Moon on. Yeah. And, by the way, they finally made sequel to this, like, uh, what, 30 years after? Yeah, there's, the, it, there's a long wait before they made a sequel for this. Yeah, but the, the French made it, not the, the Japanese. Uh, because for, ye- for years and years and years, nobody had any idea... Who, who had the fucking rights to this? And then it turns out the French, had, at least if I recall correctly, they they had the rights to it all along. How did the uh, French end up with the rights? Uh, I I believe they, they made a few uh, mm-hmm. during the eighties. They, they made a, a a few anime with the Japanese, and just somehow ended up with the rights. Yeah, if if you check and stuff. You can see that uh, that, that there's French tap, taps in it. So this is about a a kid in Spain in the 1500s who uh, uh, travels the world, uh, goes to a, the American continent to look for the mysterious city of gold, El Dorado. So uh, the VHS copies of this I saw as a kid, they must have been fifth or sixth generation because they were absolute shit. So when I was watching this, trying to figure out what was going on, uh, but I got some entertainment out of it. Oh, so it's like Indiana Jones for kids. Uh, Yeah, it's so the characters are never in any serious danger, but it's decent kids entertainment. Yeah, I, I liked it when I was a kid. Oh, the main character is voiced by Masako Nozawa. I didn't know that. She she did a lot of stuff besides playing Goku. So yeah, this is another this is another decent kids anime. I sort of halfway remember in the clouded labyrinth of my brain. So uh, we can either end this episode now or move on. 
what what I, do you guys think? I, I wish I could see more about this, but it's been like fucking forever. Yeah. Like the last time I saw this, I was maybe like 12 years old or something. Yeah, it's been a long time for me too. So, so um, let's wrap this episode up. Or All right. Let's talk about uh, the other stuff we've been doing lately. I, I've been doing nothing new i'm catching up on anime so i might uh, might actually be able to talk about it actually let's just fucking go to my annual list and check what i finished recently okay uh something that's not um uh, let me check if there's anything that i'm not actually going to talk about in the next episode actually i I think there's nothing i'm going to talk about in the uh, I mean, it's everything I'm going to talk about in the next episode. So, uh, uh, on the other end, let's not. Uh, I mean, I, after all, let let's just not. Well, next <laughs> episode, you want to cover your anime of the year, right? Yeah. So I've I, I'm going to be uh, covering some of these. I'm okay. also uh, watching uh, the new season. All right. So. Anything that stands out, or do you want to keep it a secret? I'll keep it a secret for now. Uh, well, well, maybe I'll talk a bit about Akebichan no Seller Fuku. Uh, you know when I say that uh, the, the new digital format has been mastered? Man, you, yeah, you, like re- how... you really, you really got to see the first episode of that. So It feels fucking pretty. Yeah, CG that actually looks good. Uh, I'm not sure if there's even CG in this. M- m- maybe for like the backgrounds uh, or something, but everything about this looks fucking golden. All right, send me a link. I'll watch an episode by next next week. Yeah, I'm just giving you the name. There it is. Okay. Th- there's just one episode out so far. So let's see if they actually keep keep up the pretty. But yeah. Okay, I will watch uh, some of this. Otherwise, uh, even if I wanted to, not much to say uh, about this season because, like, uh, three fourths of it has not even started yet. So, okay, we can wait on that. Yeah, there's like nothing really airing right now. Also, I wonder if I want to translate some short called Irodari Midori, which. Uh, is from some sort of uh, Sega arcade game. It's oh. a three mi- it's a three minute short. Nobody in English is picking it up, so I wonder if I should just translate it from French. Oh, Midori means green, right? Uh, yes. I know it's also a common girl's name. I see it in Vidya quite a bit. Yeah. So, Full Metal, you've been doing anything weeb lately? Uh. Kinda. Well, I've like Mew. I've been watching a lot of anime. I'm trying to finish up some of the stuff I started and uh, finish watching the anime from 2021 that I wanted to see before we made our our uh, our, our anime of the year list. So that's mostly what I've been doing. But I did play a video game. I can talk about that a little bit. Okay. Go for it. So. I, I actually played a little bit of Pokemon. 
it uh the let's go eevee game which is i guess it's like a console spin-off sort of of the pokemon go mobile app game that everyone was like finding dead bodies over like oh, le- was popular a couple le- years le- ago let's go eevee you said yeah let's yeah. go eevee yeah i have this one yeah what's the gameplay like it is basically a one-to-one remake of the original like pokemon yellow games uh like on the game boy um but there's some differences yeah does like, it have missing no no uh no bullshit um <laughs> i know i fed up with this uh, world they added the new types that are in the later gens like fairy and shit but they only have the original 150 pokemon like there are no like not even the evolutions that came later like crobat which came which is an evolution of golbat that came in gen 2 um, that doesn't exist in this game. Yeah, the, the most interesting uh, thing about it is uh, how is the Pokemon catching itself. Yeah, so that's what I was going to get to. So you don't actually battle wild mm-hmm. Pokemon except, except for a few boss fights like the legendary Pokemon and like the Snorlaxes. Um, you... You flick your your not Wiimote, uh, your fucking Joy-Con. That's what they're called. You flick your Joy-Con, like, and you throw the Pokeball at the Pokemon, who's just kind of like fucking around. Sometimes they just stand still, but sometimes they move around a lot. Are, are you actually able to control the flicking? Not very well. Be, because you kind it, of can, but not really. It's it, it, almost unusable. Yeah, because if I recall correctly, the uh, the Joy-Con or the Pokeball flaking was absolute fucking shit. I asked online. Yeah, no, it was dog shit. I, I asked online, does anyone knows uh, how it's supposed to work, and nobody knew, so it's dog shit. What you do is that you don't play yeah. the shit docked. You play the shit portable. No, you have to. Yeah, you have to play it portable, or else it's it's not impossible. But the higher level Pokemon are harder to catch because they move around a lot. More. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and then, you... when you have it, yeah, it, when you have it uh, like uh, undocked, you're literally just moving around the gyroscope to aim, and then you hit A. I yeah, don't know why exactly. they didn't just do that. I, so I you can it's, only it's play really this weird. game. Either docked with a single Joy-Con or undocked with uh, both of your Joy-Cons and you gyroscope it. That's the yeah. only you can't use a normal controller, which is fucking stupid. I don't understand that. It's absolutely you can't stupid. use the pro controllers or anything. But yeah, yeah it's dumb uh, as shit. Uh, but they introduced the combo it, system. It was, in this. it was, yeah, and that that's another thing you don't. You can't battle po- wild Pokemon anymore. You only battle trainers. So you get most of your XP from capturing. Yeah. And, and then the you... best way to, to grind is to just capture a bunch of the same types of Pokemon. Yeah, which give you multipliers. And then uh, when you get rid of all the same Pokemon you got, you get some sort of, um, of EV candy to give... Uh, to that sort of Pokemon to grow its EV stats. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. Um, uh, it works though. 
Yeah, forgive my apathy, I just never got into Pokemon. Megami Tensei, Megami Tensei is better. You know, if you're a, a, a gentleman of, of your uh, geriatric stature, um, <laughs> you, you, you're not really going to give a shit about Pokemon, unless you're someone like me, or me. if you're like a millennial or Gen Z that kind of grew up with it. Uh, yeah, that, that, you, that you're probably into by, it by quite a few years. I did play a lot of JRPGs in the nineties. No, but 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 I mean, you, you literally missed the boat. You were too old when Pokemon came out. I was like, yeah, fucking, I was like eight to ten years old or something when it came out. And I was like, this I, ain't I, shit I was a literal baby. <laughs> when like, the first game came come out, like ninety six. I, I learned to read just so I could play Pokemon Yellow on the Game Boy Color. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. I literally just forced myself to learn to read English. But yeah, unfortunately, let, let's go with a nice nostalgia trip, but it's not terribly great. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah too it's... Easy. it's too easy. <sighs> well, Pokemon yeah. is so infamously it's... easy that people have to... Sub subject themselves to various challenges. Yeah, but this is like more easy than usual. Th this game yeah. would be impossible to nuzlocke because of how they set up the rules. It's different. So Bullshit. It it would be almost impossible to nuzlocke. Uh, no, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you cool nuzlocke. It's just that uh, on uh, you'd have to be really good. Is there any kind of challenge to it? No. <laughs> no. uh not really um the gym the gym leaders are better because they gave them more diverse pokemon well like actually... before they would just have like like kogo would just have like a bunch of fucking venonats and venomoths and shit yeah. and now he actually has a more diverse poison team actually... so it's actually and the levels are a little bit higher by the end game well, the thing is that I've heard that uh, if you beat the game, uh, there's 151 trainers that appears. Uh, yeah, I... uh, for a specific Pokemon challenge, and you have to actually train these Pokemon or something, and it's actually hard, but it's mostly hard because it's it's a lot of fucking work. Yeah, probably. Um... This game does the trend of what most of the new Pokemon games are doing, where you just get an XP share on your whole party, yeah. which kind of takes away like a lot of the grinding. Um, I think it works better in this game because you can't really grind unless you just want to capture Pokemon all day, and that's like the least interesting thing about this game. Well, this game is actually... Uh, it kind of gets excused because it's a spin-off, and it was actually yeah. meant to be somewhat casual, so you knew yeah, what, what you were I, getting I, into. I'll forgive this more so than the other games. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Because it, it really does feel like it's really meant for, like, kids who are just getting into Pokemon. It doesn't really feel like... If you're like a longtime fan, like you grew up with it like 20 years ago, um, yeah, you're getting nothing. There's not a this. whole lot for you except for a nostalgia trip, and it was nice. It was the night. It was a nice nostalgia trip. There's just not a lot of depth to it. No, nah. it, it was. I, I would say it's good if you want to get it for a kid or something. Interesting for someone who's just getting into Pokemon. You can also play with two player. 
even if it has no no point whatsoever, you can have like a second player actually running with you in the field. And however, it makes the game uh, even easier still because it's two versus one. I did not even know that. Oh my yeah. god, you can just you can two on one everybody. That's fucking awful. Yeah. It might be a challenge if uh, you could have like two kids playing versus one adult who actually knows how to manage a team. Yeah, I, I don't I don't remember if uh, the trainer ends up uh, just uh, also releasing two Pokemon when that happened, but I I remember like a friend coming and I was just grinding away. I was like, uh, just fucking play with me and and then we're like destroying everything even more. That that just sounds like you're spit roasting every ten year old you come by. <laughs> More or less. For fuck's sake, man! <laughs> I'm making this an edgy episode today. <laughs> but but yeah, it makes the game very easy. But I'm somewhat still glad that the, they they added it, even if it's completely fucking useless. But the yeah. game's easy as shit already, anyway. So whatever. Yeah. I yeah, basically. Um uh, the the one thing that was probably the best feature is like your interactions with your own Pokemon. Like you can have them out running around with you, or if they're big enough, you can literally ride on top of them. Like I had a I, I trained up a Dragonite and by the end of the game I was like flying on its back. Do you think the new Pokemon Let's Go Eevee? Do you think it's worth sixty bucks they're asking for? No. Probably not, unless you had the money to burn and you were really a big fan of Pokemon, or you really want to get uh, kids hooked on video. If yeah, if you if you have a like if you have a nephew or niece or like a, a your own child, I know that's very taboo for a lot of the weeaboos in this circle. Oh, children, no responsibilities. But yeah, like if you have like a family uh, relative, somebody who's into Pokemon, it's not a bad gift. All right. Uh, my personal life, no, I haven't been looking at any animu shit. Uh, I've just been uh, preparing for this episode, just struggling to remember this shit from my childhood. <laughs> Yeah, we we reached the eighties, so it should start picking up from there. However, yeah, it, however, yeah, I'm noticing a few that I actually recognize. Yeah, however, next episode is the uh, anime of the year, 2021. So, so get hyped or get unhyped, whichever. So yeah. that, that that should be at least the next two three episodes, and then after that, it's the. Uh, a current season preview. Shit, just when I thought I took control of my own podcast back. <laughs> you, you lost it. No. You lost it, but yeah, uh, uh, three three or four more episodes, and then it's back to your list or something. All right. We'll figure it out. One of these days, I want to do just a video game episode. Hmm, anything in particular? Yes, uh, but I'll talk about a, that later. Lots of games that I could be talking yeah. about. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be All something right. you recently played, just like one of your favorite fucking games from like years past. Yeah, we could do that sometime. We God, also there need so to... many great PS2 games. I could just we... gush about the PS2 mm -hmm. era. We also need to get you hooked on the Berserk manga. That'll eat up but another 50 episodes. Well, 
uh, we also need to get you hooked up on some bitches, nigga. <laughs> 3D pig disgusting. <laughs> All so, right. uh, she can wear an then, anime mask. Then you it attack. Makes you feel better. The new Attack on Titan, ju- just, uh, the latest Attack on Titan season just started. Are they finally going to cover all the manga up to the end? Yeah, it's the final. Have it's, you managed to avoid spoilers for the past year? I think I've been spoiled on, the, uh, uh, on what Aaron is actually trying to do and uh, if it's succeed or not. It's still I heard... fascinating. I heard the manga ended terribly, but I didn't read it. Yeah, so. I'm aware I love people fucking it. Uh, I actually enjoy anticlimactic endings, so... That's... I, I thought it was pretty cool. That's probably why you don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> Not a 3D one. <laughs> Look, I feel no like one a hipster. Understand. I hated Attack on Titan before everyone else. <laughs> No one understands me like my Shiranui, okay? I don't know who that is. <sighs> fr- fucking Zoomers. You, you, you should know <laughs> it. You're, you're Latin America, man. King of fire. I'm not Mexican, though. Well, te- <laughs> maybe, technically. De- technically? What does that mean? Uh, my grandmother is Aztec. Oh, yeah, I see. I see. But... My dad's Puerto Rican. I see. Uh, they're all just taco people to me. <laughs> You're just a fucking honky. Shut up, faggot. <laughs> that, that, that co-American. Yeah, feel free to portray me as an obese Amerilard who wants to die for Israel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, go back in your fucking hover scooter. Will your fat ass into Walmart. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm I'm going back into my fucking igloo. Apparently, it's going to be a minus yeah, go, forty go, tomorrow. Minus yeah, forty. Go hide C. your igloo and drink your maple syrup and whatever French people do. Eat your baguettes. All right. Uh, <laughs> Get your up. snails and maple syrup. <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, go to the Fediverse. It's the best thing on the internet right now. Go to shitposter.club. All right, see you later. Good night. Later.